0: the radio fam podcast the radiofam.com
1: all right radio fam just to keep track we are at season 4 episode 8 um this is the second panel that uh, we did for breaking the ceiling and this is a rising legends panel again this one is so good so helpful um literally i had somebody you know hitting me up the other day about you know like trying to break in and le- into the radio industry and like how to get your foot in the door and you know I was telling them like how different it is now and then like I went to go edit this episode and like literally everything I was telling this person and we were kind of talking about was all covered in this episode so I was like you know since these radio people are so much better at talking than I am I have finished editing the this editing oh my god I can't talk you know what I'm trying to say and I sent it to her and um they uh, because I was just like just watch this I mean this is literally like what I'm just trying to say so anyway like again covering, you know, when we're talking about covering digital, social media, and just how radio's changed um, now, and how it's changing going forward, I I think this is just going to be so helpful, and again, I'm just super happy with the way this turned out, you know, thank you so much, J-Bell, hosting this series, because you just did such a great job, and like I said, make sure to catch them on YouTube as well. Um, this episode features Lil D, Keisha, Nicole, and DC. As usual, thank you so much for joining us every week, and we'll catch you on the next one.
2: Welcome back to Breaking the Ceiling. Uh, this year, again, we're doing mini panels, and this one is called Rising Legends. I got some pretty good legends in the making here. Little D out of Dallas she was with 97.9 the beat and now she's making her own way doing her own thing Keisha Nicole out of Houston Hi. at 97.9 the box she does mornings and middays. and below me is DC out of San Francisco and he's at the legendary hip-hop station KML he does mornings and middays also wait so let's go ahead and start with you DC let's talk about your your journey into radio how you got started and You know where you are now.
0: I came up in a real like musical family. I always talk about um, my cousin Tommy. Right, he's a guy who uh, who really influenced me to kind of look into music as a career. Um, He and his uh, partner Denzel Foster handpicked the women that became In Vogue. Wow. Wow. So I grew up. uh, (laughs) I grew up in in a house where I would go to my uncle's house, and you know, his golden platinum records on the wall, and. Grammys, you know, like sitting around the house randomly. And I looked at that and I was like, okay, like as much as anybody wants to tell you that you can't make a career out of doing something with music, you absolutely can. Uh, So I learned that pretty early. And then I remember watching Martin and on like one of the first few episodes of Martin the TV show, um, he's sitting in the WZUP studios and he has a KMEL Jams coffee mug and that resounded with me because it was like oh like that's the radio station that i listen to but also like martin has like a girlfriend and an apartment and cool friends and he like that's his job every day to just go talk on the radio like like that seems like it would be cool and everybody told me like it wasn't gonna happen you couldn't do it and whatever right just like i mean it's everybody's story it's like oh well that that's not realistic that you go and do whatever and uh, I got to be about 16. I started DJing. Um, you know, my grandma brought, uh, bought me uh, some turntables for Christmas because I begged her about it. And uh, I started doing neighborhood parties and things like that. I met a DJ who worked at the radio station. Uh, and he, uh, was like, Hey, you ever thought about doing this? And I was like, yeah, but everybody said it's going to be hard. And he's like, don't worry about it. And I, you know, uh, ended up getting an internship, uh, the week after my 19th birthday. And I've been, uh, at KML since, um, you know, working in the promotions department and working on web when it was first coming around marketing, that kind of thing. And then um, I got my first uh, opportunity to be on air in 2008. I went from one day to two days to working and doing overnight shifts and weekends. And uh, uh, I think it was 2012 that I got the opportunity to uh, join the morning show. And they also were like, well, you know, we got this midday thing. And the midday thing for me was important uh, because... I never wanted to be like a sidekick necessarily. I always wanted to say I have my own ratings and I have my own thing that I can stand by. That's just me so that, you know, I can help morning the morning show grow um, and I can be a, a real fixture in that. But I always wanted to say, like, at the end of the day, wherever I go, I've held my own and I've done my own thing and I have my own legs to stand on stand on, so. Keisha,
3: you wanna talk about your, your journey into radio a little bit? I'ma go fast, y'all, cause it's just so long. <laughs> I started as an intern, then it was a reception. You know the funny thing is, I don't think many people know this story. I was had an internship, like I got fired from my internship. And I got fired from my internship because I saw somebody doing something they shouldn't have been doing. And I think they were afraid that I was gonna tell, so they called and fired me. So I fought it and I called HR and I was like, look, this is why I'm getting fired from my internship. And they were like, okay, so they put me in a different department. So I started interning in sales, which was awesome because I got to learn how to work in sales and everything. And then that turned into being a receptionist. And then I was an HR assistant and then they fired everybody and we didn't have no employees. So I was running like promotions from the front so desk. I was doing everything. Then after like a year and a half, a consultant came in and was like, Hey, he was like, you, you're a great voice. want to be on the radio. I was like, this is why I'm here. So he put me on Saturday nights and this is at K-Day in LA. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm from. I started there. Then I, and then after like, Four years in that building, I ended up leaving. And then um, I got hired in Kentucky to do my first full-time job, which was afternoon drive. Went there, did about four and a half, five years. Left there, went to Indianapolis, did two years. And I've been in Houston almost a total of five years now. Um, I started uh, mid-days in Houston. And then two years ago, um, they put they put me on the mornings. The morning shows changed um, quite a few times since I've been on there. Um, but um, I'm on there and I always kept middays as well. So double duty. And then I do a lot of voiceover work. I voice a lot of our stations in Radio 1 as well. So
4: Go lastly over to Little D. I started doing radio when I was 19. Um, I got into radio from freestyle contests. Every Friday on the radio, I would call in. I won like nine weeks straight. So um, when I graduated high school, I got to college. The night Jtech he used to call me when it was time to rap or whatever. And when I got to college, he was just like, hey, you want to be on my show? And I was like, I guess. Literally, I, I was trying to be a rapper when I grew up. And so I was like, ooh, I'm going to be like ludicrous. I'm going to start rapping in the back of the studio. I'm about to make it. i we going platinum. None of that happened. Um, and I was terrible. I was really, really, really bad. Like, I was awful. But eventually, I started uh, learning and getting good enough to make $7 an hour. And um, shout out to, you know, my little first check was like $227. In 2008, I left there and went to Toledo to be full time. I got fired after about a year and some change. Um, wound up homeless, wrote a book about it. Then I wound up in Cleveland. I was in Cleveland for three years doing every shift imaginable. And I hustled $13 an hour into about 40 vans a year. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm on to something here. Left Cleveland, went to Columbus to be the night jock there and the morning show producer until the morning show fizzled. And then in 2018, I came to Dallas. Uh, 2019, I released my book. 2021, I got fired on April Fool's Day. Um, I knew they were serious, though. Honestly, I needed to get fired. I had been manifesting that firing for a while, like for a while. I was like, I don't need to be here, but I ain't got no money, so what we gonna do? So I was able to take last year to get my mental health together and... That manifested physically, as most people who know me can tell. And so now that it's a new year, I have been writing. Um, I'm not just an author for myself, but I'm like Jay-Z, a writer. I'm a writer for myself and others. I'm working on two books client, currently for two clients. I am uh, coming out with a 12-step program to pour more love into yourself. Anyway, I won't take up all the time, but yeah, I write. I have a podcast that's getting ready to come out. Eventually, I'll be back on somebody's radio, but in the meantime, a bitch bill is paid.
3: That's the (laughs) important part, though. Do you hear me? And you look good and healthy. Like you look happy. So happy.
4: I I feel
2: good. Thank you. What happens when you get out of toxic environments? Let me tell you. For yourself.
4: Girl, you look, y'all sign pay for it.
2: (laughs) Anyway, I want you guys to kind of talk about some of the obstacles that you've had to deal with throughout your career um, and how you've kind of like tried to overcome them or any lessons that you learned with those obstacles?
0: I mean, the biggest obstacle in the beginning of my career was broke. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> like, broke. D, I could really rock with you when you were like that. That first check was like 200 something dollars. It's like, yo, we was having to rock with them $200 some uh, checks for a while. Like when you were just no weekends or when you just had an overnight shift or something like that. Like. I was working in education and DJing to pay to go work at the radio station. Like all the parking tickets that I got because I couldn't park in the parking garage. (laughs) (laughs) I've been towed and had to pay three hundred dollars to get my car out of uh, out of towing, uh, only to work a shift where I might have made sixty dollars or something like that. Right, like. A lot of people don't understand. And this is, you know, if you've been doing this for a while and you went through the internship journey and all that other stuff, like you understand that the way that people get into radio now versus the way that people got into radio in the early 2000s or even before that is vastly different journey that everybody um kind of gets on is, is a bit different from where it was back in the day to where it is now. So I think that the the biggest thing uh, for me was t- t- trying to figure out a way to stick to it um, when it didn't look like, you know, economically it was going to be the best choice to to make. And then even fighting family and friends who were like, oh, like you doing that and that's cool, but like you need to get a real job where you make some real money. And It's like... Uh yes, I do, but at the same time, you know, my big fight with everybody was as long as I'm not asking out for no money, then don't worry about how I make mine. So I, you know, I, I the, the biggest the biggest obstacle for me, I would say, in, in radio coming up was just like, how am I gonna feed myself and put gas in my car and pay toll to come and do this job that isn't necessarily uh, going to look like it's making me the most money right now. But for me, it was the love of the craft that had me stick with it and do everything else that I was doing to be able to, to get to the point where I'm at, I'm, I'm at now.
4: And what about you, Lil D? The hardest obstacle is learning that you can't control anything outside of yourself. When When you finally get it up here, don't none of that other stuff matter. Mm. A lot of people in entertainment don't know who they are. And when you don't know who you are, you put on this, you know, personality, this persona. And I'm going to be this person. But now I'm going to act like this person all the time. Because look at how many likes I got on Instagram. That means they must really like me. And you forget that when you wake up in the morning, you might them. And so for me, like, you'll, you'll be so insecure. You'll dislike yourself. And you'll hate everybody around you. They ain't done nothing to you. They're just pretty and you don't think you are. So you hate them. You know what I'm saying? They're just full time and you part time. So you find a reason to dislike them. So anyway, the biggest lesson for me is know who you are. Because if you don't, you're going to have a hard time. Love yourself first. That's when you're going to be the best personality you can be. Like I got fired, but like I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. And that started to begin when I finally said, oh, now I have nothing but time to sit down with me and figure it out. You're never as good as they say you are. You're never as bad as they say you are. Get you together and love you first because everybody else got an opinion. Don't let it sway how you feel about yourself.
3: That's real life. Um, Keisha? Mine is like a multitude of things. Being broke, of course. And when I moved to Kentucky, I had a hundred dollars and I would think my salary is $27,000. So my car got a refill, lights off. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, and then having to, because every job I was at, it was never just, you're going on the air. It's, you gotta come in. I was on the air three to seven. They made me come in every day at 10 o'clock. So then my whole day is, so I was working three, I mean, 10 AM to 7 PM every day before I oh, had yeah. $27,000. Cause they tried to justify me being on salary so mm-hmm. that was the hard part um and then being away not having people to help you when your car get repo try to figure it out living paycheck to paycheck um and then i've always been really good at what i do and i've always been an overachiever and a lot of times other people aren't, right? So you're passionate. Your passion is up here and theirs is here. And so it looks like you're coming in trying to be this big old star. No, I am a star. And so people try to put you in this box. Like I've always struggled with that the most. People not liking me when I first show up because everybody else loves me. Oh, here comes this new girl. She da, 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 da. And I come in and I'm gonna kill it every single time. I bet on myself every single time. And I've, I've had, that was probably one of my biggest struggles every time I moved around in different stations. Like damn, here I go, I'm gonna come in, they're gonna talk about me. <laughs> they're not gonna like me. It's all good, you know what I mean? Um, but, but but also me checking myself and understanding anybody doesn't work on your pace and it's okay. And just because they don't work on your pace don't mean that they're less than or they can't complete the job. It's just that like you do radio how you do radio and they do it how they do it. And so I've always tried to be the person in the environment to like push and inspire everybody. Like, hey, let's get this done, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Let's try to get these right in. Um, and everybody's out the same way. So it's it's me learning patience, you know, everywhere I go because everybody's not going to work like you. Um, I struggle with so many things in this game. But, yeah, the broke prop one probably is the most.
4: He should. you said something. You said you would go to a new place and people would be like, oh, I don't like her because everybody likes her. You are a hundred percent the kind of person I would have disliked ten years ago, and it's not because you did anything. It's simply because you are so pretty, so friendly. You dress well. Everybody likes you, and when you're insecure and don't like yourself, you hate to see somebody who likes themselves.
3: But you know what's crazy? So I was the chubby, thick eyebrow girl that nobody would talk to when I interned, and I was the receptionist, and I was working in L. A. And so, like, I. I was last in place. I didn't get, there was some people that got lists cause they was light skin and I was brown skin. Like the LA was the hardest probably market I've, I had ever been in. Um, not because I wasn't good enough because I knew I was better than a lot of people mm. and they wouldn't give me the opportunity. And maybe cause I didn't have the experience as well but I knew I was better than almost everybody in that building. But I knew that there were other people in the building that may look better may this. And I was insecure those days. i when I, if y'all seen a picture of me when I worked there, I mean, I was chubby and I had these thick connected eyebrows and and so, um, when I left and went to Louisville it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I was able to focus on myself and I would just hit the gym. Like I was I was just, as a 10 year challenge I just put up on my story. I was looking 10 years ago, I looked the same, I looked the exact same, mm-hmm. but I remember leaving LA and moving to Louisville and working out. Like three hours a fucking day after I got up at seven o'clock, being there at 10 o'clock, or I would wake up at four o'clock with a trainer and, and work out before I went, on my, uh, went to job to be there at 10. Like it was just but it was the best thing that happened to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I had to be isolated from everybody and everything to find who I was and find myself.
2: There's something else that you touched on earlier too, DC is that how we how we get into radio now is not the same way. You know, anymore It's based on social media, your social media following, how much you can already have. They want you to come as a complete package. And so now my question to you is, what do you guys believe were some of your niches that got you into radio before social media existed?
0: My thing has always been I'm the Oakland guy. And and if you need something done in the city, like from the mayor's office to. What's happening in the streets to find a nonprofit that we can work with to do X and Y and Z? Like, I know a person. And that's because I legitimately like love my city. Like, I love the city that I grew up in. So, that's my passion for my town uh, translates into what I do. At work, but also like translates into what people receive from me in the office and what I can give the folks in the office too, right? Because then they're like, oh, we need this thing, we gotta find some. Oh, oh, hit hit DC. That that's always been my like if, there, if there's like a niche that I can point out, is that like, you know, when I'm on air, I'm shouting out the donut shop that's on like the random street that like nobody really goes down, but if you live over there, you know what's up. Being personable
3: on every single level, talking to everybody, kissing all the babies, hugging, that got me COVID, but hugging everybody. <laughs> There's so many things that people randomly hit me up on social media, like remember in 2014 when you bought me dinner, or remember uh, in 2013 when you you paid for my Christmas, me being broke. I just, but I, I that was my thing. I love people and I love helping everybody. So people are gonna always, always stick by me because I've always stick by everybody else. Like I'm a personable person and that's been my niche thus
4: far. I can't say I'm personal because people think I'm a dick, but (laughs) I am nice. Like, it's weird. My thing is the way I uh, deliver information. Anybody can say, I don't know, Khloe Kardashian is pregnant, but I'm gonna be the one to be like, okay, we need to order every DNA test that's been made in the last six years because there's a conspiracy. But like, I just be finding random ways to deliver the info that nobody else can. Cause anybody, you can go to the shade room for all your information, but why are you listening to me? So like, I'm finna be your whole home girl while you getting your hair done, your nails done, whatever you doing, smoking, rolling up, drinking some water, taking care of them kids in the car. And I'm gonna be like, sis, did you hear such as I could be telling you that McDonald's, the McRib is back. It's about to sound like you need to be in line today. And I'm vegetarian.
2: And the reason why I asked about your niches, your niches too, because I think people so heavily rely on social media and then on top of that, now that we are in the midst of a pandemic, you know, you talk about how personable you are, how tuned in you are into your city and how you deliver information. How have you guys been able to adapt and adjust?
0: We, we, I mean, the, the, the adjustment has been minimal, right? Because, um, you know, folks are still outside, they wander around, they're doing what they're doing, right? So it, it it's more so for me about making sure I'm speaking to the moment, right? Whereas like some people would say, like, oh, well, yeah, there's certain people who don't believe in masks and this and that, blah, 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 whatever. So, you know, you don't wanna you don't want to offset that segment of the audience by talking about X and Y and Z. And I'm like, nah, but that's not who I am. So I'm about to bust y'all ass every day and tell you if you're not getting vaccinated, then you bugging. But that's me being true to myself. Mm. So, you know, my my uh, my niche hasn't changed due to the pandemic because if I'm going to be myself truly, uh, then I'm going to speak to those folks um, in a way that, that is uh, how I truly feel.
2: Obviously, like radio has been going through some real big changes for years now, but even bigger now. What are some of the other
3: issues that you've seen? Nobody's cultivating talent anymore, period. There's 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 no longer the days where you have this intern walking around and they have the desire to be on the radio. You know why? Because they can go on Instagram and make money. They can go on TikTok and they can make money. Nobody cares. And nobody, no, no one's cultivating this young talent Mm. so it's like where is the next wave of personalities coming from people always want to complain old heads on radio old heads but where's the young people anyway where's the people that are really hungry and then who's letting them in the building because now you got to pay your intern and so most stations only get one per year so Mm. the game has changed significantly because there's not a new breed of personalities out here and so everybody's being recycled in every single market the markets are not true to market anymore it's cookie cutter they're putting all these shows in every single you have you have a voice track one show for 20 markets that's not that's not and i'm gonna tell you why a lot of times we went in houston because we're literally houston through and through all day long right, right. no syndicated on no syndication on any of that stuff and so we're able to when we have the hurricanes or we have the snowstorms we ride right up at that station we with the people we telling y'all what's going on where you need to go how you can get help so with all these syndicated and voice track shows, no one's true to market anymore. And then there's no new talent out there,
0: period. It's interesting to see over the past couple of years, we all had, I think we all kind of have a similar story where we came up through these internships and got into the building, however we got into the building. Um, What's funny to me is seeing these new cats who didn't have to do that, that are getting on air now in certain places. And, you know, I try to, I'm one of those people that, like, if you do what I do, mm-hmm. I love you because I understand you off top to me, right? I feel like we all have similar stories and, and, and different things like that. So I try to connect with as many radio folks as we can. But some of these new cats that, like, you never had to do an internship, you never had to, uh, you know, uh, try to get into the job in a way that was, that tested your metal, Right. Yep. A lot of these new folks, they don't appreciate it like we did. They like, for it. they don't have passion for it. You had to come, like I had to come in on Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's Day when I was a weekend. Like, I had to do that. Yeah. Uh, like the the amount of holidays that I have to cover <laughs> <laughs> these days is like, oh, what happened to the weekend person? It's like, oh yeah, well they got this job and they can't really come in and do X y, and Y and Z. Like, I like it's just a different it's a different level of uh of of work ethic that a lot of these guys have
3: and how about what weekenders though and then how about what days off because you gotta voice track everything you oh you you off on the weekend you still going though oh you on vacation you still going though
2: that's true you always have to
3: work before you actually go on vacation the people that's i mean you don't even get to shine like well there's nobody to shine anyway but if there was somebody there they don't even get to shine because that's what we got to shine right we got to shine on thanksgiving christmas Easter, that's when we got the shine. Like, we was waiting for that day. We was waiting for somebody to call out. Now, yeah. it's totally different.
2: How do we get back to doing that? How can we convince these O.M.s that are basically program directors to
3: make that investment, to fight for that? It's a, it's a new world we live in, and it's a money thing, right? right. You, you learn how to downsize, and then your station can still run, and you save your money? Let's not get it twisted, y'all. Like, you learn a downside save money. I mean,
4: you don't really get back to that, do you? Part of the solution with that also is going to be empowering the part times. Part of the reason that the OM and the PD is going to treat you like shit is because you begging them. Depending on, like, who, what kind of person you work for, seven and a half, eight times out of ten, you work for somebody who's not going to respect you until you don't need them. And so the, the as long as you're like, can I please get on on this Sunday? What about here? Can I do that? It's a thin line between showing you hungry and just begging them for anything. I'll take whatever. I don't care. You wouldn't date somebody who would just take anything. No, you're going to date the person that's like, ooh, okay. You don't need me at all, but damn, I want you. Treat yourself like that when you get ready to go for these jobs. Like, if the only shit you can get is a Sunday 1 to 5, that's cool. You shine on that motherfucker, right? Use this little one check and these call letters to start building your own brand because TikTok is free. YouTube is super free. And now you can say you're whoever from this station simply because you are in there. And now maybe you can get here and interview this owner of this one thing. And now you building your own brand because if they they never going to get you more than that little Sunday, somebody some other station will. We ain't begging nobody for nothing. Know who you are, regardless of what's in your account and how many hours you work.
3: You have to understand too, like these kids don't even, they don't care to do that because like they can go get money on TikTok. They don't get money on Instagram. Like they want to be stars. And so, if they see an opportunity to be a star, but you don't want to pay me, I'm not. These these kids want to be paid for their time these days. Nobody wants.
4: Respected, want honestly.
3: To free period. I respect it. There's a different era we live in. These yeah. kids are not. We was we we, we work for free for I don't care how many hours. They not doing mm-hmm. that these days. What
0: mm-hmm. do you mean? Yeah, I mean that's a fact. I used to. Um, I remember a time where when. I got hired on to do a van driving and um, I used to just go get the van and dip, like on the clock or not, (laughs) (laughs) because it was like, I got free gas and I could just go around. It definitely is a, it's a different situation. Like everybody, like you said, like wants to be paid for their time. They want to, they feel like they deserve a certain thing and whatever it's like. What happened to what happened to the grind? And I think the grind still exists for some people, but it's just not the same.
2: Even though there's other avenues how people can make money, there's still those people that want to be a radio personality. Like they want to go the traditional route. So what do aspiring radio, radio personalities need to do to make themselves stand out more these days versus how we got into it?
0: Social media can very much help out uh, some of these young folks and them using it in a way that makes them or that makes, you know, companies and managers and folks like that feel like they're getting, you know, somebody who's building their own brand. Because people used to say in radio, they'd be like, oh, nobody's bigger than the brand. Right. Mm-hmm. But 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 let me tell you something. Ryan Seacrest is bigger than the brand. Here you. Bobby Bones is bigger than the brand. Yeah. Big Boy is bigger than the brand. The right. Charlamagne the God is bigger than the brand. There are different components to certain shows and things like that that are to where the company doesn't want to lose you because they understand the investment that you are as a person and as a personal brand. So I think that um, what, what folks who are young who are interested in getting into this business, if you haven't been allowed to, to find out like, what a company is willing to invest in you, then you have to invest in yourself and you have to be able to create something that is a brand uh, in in, in its own way. And if you can do that, people are going to be like, let me throw some money at you because you got something going and you got eyes on you that might not be the eyes that are on the company itself.
3: No longer just being a rated personality is the lick. You you can't just be a rated personality. That's not the lick no more. Like, you know what I mean? For a lot of PDs, they don't, they're not just looking for like just talent anymore. It's like, what can you bring to the station now? How can you add to our, how can you add to our brand? Not how can we to yours? <laughs> what audience, can you bring over here?
4: Know, know your city. It's a kid somewhere where you at in Albuquerque right now thinking that they need to make hell of TikTok videos, get on the radio when they probably just need to make an air check. That's what so, I was going to say.
2: Like, how do you mesh the two worlds together? It's
4: well, still- know, where, know where you are. If I'm in New Mexico and I want to work at Chess Station, I'm going to reach out to you. You the, you the, you the, BD, you the APD. So I'm going to ask you. Or I'm going to study you. Who else work on this station? What these jocks doing? Can I Google the program director? Can I, you know what I'm saying? Do some mm-hmm. research. You researching these videos, You researching on YouTube, research. And when I send something, I'm going to have this video ready to go too, because why not? What else are you good at? Maybe you just really like to cook. Cool. you got to record that shit, get you a ring light and make you some dishes. So now when you come to the station, you come in with your talent and you bring in all the people who like to watch people cook. Everything you do is a thing.
2: Basically, you need to be coming in as a total package, like make yourself marketable. But I think you also have to know how to do imaging, how to do production work, how how, how promotions actually work. Like you said earlier, Keisha, you worked as an assistant in sales. So you understood sales a lot. You learned something in that. And that's why I'm saying, like, how do they make themselves stand out beyond social media? Because you're still going to go into this company and you're not just going to be a radio personality because they can get over on you on that.
3: But I'm going to talk about this, too, that people don't like to talk about a lot when it comes to women. Your appearance is everything. Like, I think people like oh it shouldn't matter what you look like but nah, dog it does you know how many opportunities i got because of my appearance you know how many endorsements i got because of my appearance like it mat, it strongly matters in our field because you're not just behind the mic anymore you're in front of people now and then being multi-dimensional I, what i realized in this radio game is that a lot of people are good at one thing right i'm gonna come in i want to do the, 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 the gossip so i'm gonna do the t-report yeah but like can you talk about politics? But can you talk about, are you well-rounded? And a lot of jocks are not. Mm. A lot of jocks, when these emergency happens in their city, they can't get on. And be that person to comfort the city and give out the information like they need to because you because I just want to do gossip because I just want to do the I, I got the tea. no you know how you need to know how to do everything talk about everything too
2: I feel seen because I know how to do gossip
3: that irks me more than anything you know why because if everybody's doing it then what makes you special? It's to a lot, lot of women. Because pick up my phone and get the gossip, but like Lil D, she's different because she can deliver it in a different way.
0: The uh, the the thing that I brought to um to the morning show. Uh, that ended up it was it was once a show when I first started, and it was myself, Sana G, and a woman named Miss Kimmy at the time. And Kimmy was doing gossip, and I started doing um, a segment called Big News, right? And uh, when I started doing it, they were like, "Well, we got to bring something in that's interesting." And I was like, "Well, when I was an educator, which is what I was doing to supplement working in radio for ten years, was when you're in a classroom." You'd be like, oh, do you guys hear me? Clap one time. And they, right? And everybody claps in the room. Oh, you hear me? Oh, clap two times. Okay, cool. And you can, you're re, you're maneuvering their attention back in. Right. So I started doing that in a news segment. Mm. So I do three stories in a news segment. And the first, I go, big news, clap one time. And everybody claps, right? And it's.
2: The attention is there.
0: We went from one time a show and then they did research now I'm doing news three times a show. Wow. News.
4: Wow.
0: Right? Which is something that not everybody thinks is gonna be it's like, oh yeah, who really cares about what's say? People don't watch the news, right? That's true. But if I could talk about it in a colorful way and draw your attention to it, then why wouldn't you jam that? So so that's something that like like, you're saying, like, what can you do that's different? Or how can you bring something in? Like, that's what I brought in. And it was something that never existed in a morning space and not in that same way. Because I'm not doing gossip news. I'm doing news.
3: Doing news that people don't we want to do these days. And especially when it comes down to
2: talking about gossip and tea and things like that. Like, a lot of women get put into that spot of yeah. being the only ones that deliver that. So when you see or hear other women delivering other type of stories or news are being able to dive into that emergency part or dive into politics in a respectful way. That's a good thing too, to have that type of niche. I mean, for me, of course, I like I like doing gossip. That's always what I've been good at. To me, that's what I'm good at. I deliver it. I keep it moving. I don't... But I challenge
3: you to expand your personality because I know there's a lot more there. And there's a there's a lane for it. And a lot of times we are scared and we we put our... People be like, oh, the people put me in a box. I mean, no, you mm. put yourself in a box. But I challenge you because you're really good at what you do. You're really good at what you do. And I'm pretty sure you could talk about a million different things a million different ways. Don't put yourself in that box, right? And you and and, it, and that could be another reason why it took you so long to land somewhere because you put yourself in that box. Mm. There's no limits and every market is different. So what may work there may not work the next place. What may work there may not work the next place. Don't let that just be your thing because there's more to you. Like, and, and then people think that you can't have these type of conversations on radio. You can't have these. Man, I'm telling you, I, I think the morning show that i'm on we change the way you do mornings a lot because we do something called five minutes of positivity and it's the biggest thing in the city i can't go nowhere without somebody saying and that's us starting off with the dmx prayer playing a gospel song or inspiration or a positive song and then finishing with the same gospel song inspiration so we do every single day and if i don't do it they're gonna call me out but and but they told us, people don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah, they do. You know why? Because we live in a world right now with so much negativity, so much tragedy. So people are holding on to a little bit of hope. They need that little bit of inspiration, a little bit of push every single day. And guess what? You could be that. So I challenge Woo. so much more than what you are, I don't know, I'm gonna tell you something, I fucking hate doing gossip, I do it because I have to do it, right, it's my job, I fucking hate doing it, because I could pick up my phone, we hear it all fucking day long, I don't want to hear this shit, and then the world tells you people want to hear mess, no they don't, like I've learned this last year, they don't really care about hear mess, because the world we live in right now is just just so negative. It's COVID, people dying. You got your family dying. You got your cousin, your next door neighbor might not be here tomorrow. So damn, I'm, I'm sick, tired. I don't know how I'm gonna get up and go to work. Let me turn on the radio. Oh shit, I got some positivity. Damn, I'm, I'm battling cancer. Damn, this just pumps some life into me. I know there's a little bit of hope I can hold on to.
4: That's why I did Good Friday news, friend. Yep, you did Good Friday news. Exactly. I've been doing that since 20... 20- I remember. 16 or so and I started doing it because I was like I knew I wasn't I just wasn't in a good place and I was shit I needed some good news hell so mm-hmm. I was like you know what on Fridays we're gonna call this good Friday news and I was just want to talk about all positive things and the shit really just it, it became a lifestyle when I wake up in the morning the first thing I do is start naming things I'm grateful for the last thing I do before I go to sleep is the same thing but, like, to apply that to radio, everyone knows I'm a bit of a jerk. That's cool. Because I never say anything to intentionally hurt you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to be your best friend. I'm going to tell you where all the Black stuff is. And by the end of it, you're going to know that I have the greatest spirit ever. Mm. I just probably said it in a fucked up way. <laughs> what is
2: the
3: one thing you love about radio? The people. That's it. I, I would, some days I ain't want to do this. Like, some days I'd be like, I don't do this no more but then I know that I have a sense of responsibility to certain people because only I can do me how I do me and only, you know, like God's gonna use me for uh, for a certain amount of people and I'm gonna be held accountable when I walk into the Pearly Whites. Like, did you do everything you were supposed to do with the gift that I gave you to help other people? And so that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me going. Some days I don't wanna do it, but I remember that there's somebody that's relying on me and they wanna hear me to make their day better.
0: People from time to time uh, will ask me like, oh, well, like you ever thought about going somewhere else or doing radio somewhere else? I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I understand that this is a, it's a radio is a traveler's business for a lot of people. And you, you go, oh, I'm, you know, maybe I got fired in this market. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this and that. Unless I'm going to New York or LA, when I'm done with radio, I'm done with radio because I do what I do here because I love here Mm -hmm. because I love the folks here because I know and feel and like I used to I used to walk around with a handheld radio like a crank radio when I was a kid Mm -hmm. that I would wind up and just walk around the block listening to Sway or Chewy Gomez or uh you know, Big Von, who's who's still there now. Like, Rennell, who's a, a legend. It's so crazy. Like, if you guys don't know who Rennell Brooks Moon is, like, look her up. This woman is now the voice of the San Francisco Giants and was on the radio in the Bay Area for a long time. Everybody, like, should love their space and their thing as much as they possibly can. Like, if you really wanna do this, you should do it because you love it, not because of the money, not because you like being popular, not because you wanna go outside and get in the clubs for free or whatever it is that you're doing. Have a lot of love for it and, and and build on that love and let that be the thing that sustains you because, you know, we're not doing this thing because we like hearing ourselves talk. We're doing this thing for the people who, who engage with us every day. So
2: then the last question with that is, uh, what's the key to longevity?
3: In this business, you to continue to innovate yourself. You got to keep up with the times. You can't be like, oh, we did this back in the day. You have mm-hmm. to reinvent yourself. When this J Mac on my radio station, J Mac reinvents himself, and the people, he's a staple here, and the people love him, and he's understood how to continue to like be one of the favorite on on the on the show and in the city because he reinvents himself. Mm-hmm. You don't know how old that man is. I don't know how old this man. He ain't gonna never tell you, but the people love him somebody 30 years old coming to me i grew up on you i was you on my way to high school and middle school and then he continues to grow he doesn't say he's constantly on his phone he know about everything he know about if there's nothing that can get past that man and he'll sit up there and say man we used to do this back in the day it doesn't matter you have to continue to reinvent yourself
0: there are personalities that have existed in this business that no matter how old you are or how young you are you listen to them and they're speaking to you and i'm talking about folks like angie martinez mm-hmm. uh or uh you know big boy right big boy gotta be listen all respect to big boy but he gotta be near retirement at this point big boy hasn't been on the radio since i was in elementary school
3: me too but the thing <laughs> is, and then the thing is he don't even gotta retire though because it's a whole new wave of young kids that listen to him
2: yes that's true
3: I remember a Big Boy when what? I was the growing up. Boy builds around him. He keeps the young people around him. He always gonna keep somebody in their twenties around him on a show.
0: I just want to say this real quick. All of you guys um, separately, I've I've found and I followed on social media, um, and it's because one, like I said, I love the craft and I love what it is that we do. Uh, but then also, like if I I'm listening to everybody. And if I find you and you dope, I want to know what you're doing and I want to see what you're doing so that I can be inspired and I can keep going and and doing things for myself. So shout out to all three of y'all and the work that you've done and the work that you're doing, because I I admire the hell out of y'all. So uh, if y'all want to come and see what kind of shenanigans I'm up to, DC is chilling on all social media platforms, DC, I, S, -S 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 C, H, I, L, L, I, N. Morning to Midday, Sonny G Morning Show, and uh, of course, DC in the Midday uh, at KMEL 106.1 in the Bay Area and uh, on the I Radio app. Oh, the it's Slate Show, Friday, uh, 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Shout out to my DJs, Lex Jones, and the incomparable uh, DJ D Sharp of the Golden State Warriors.
4: Everything is at Lil D on air, L-I-L-D on air. Um, the website is grindinginreallife.com. You can purchase my book there and keep up with all things Lil D. If you have any inquiries, you need your book written because everybody thinks they can write. You can't, but it's okay because I can. I also edit them, so don't worry, I got you. And Dead Air with Lil D podcast will be back soon as I finish editing these videos. You can
3: follow me at Keisha Nicole on every single platform. You can follow me on the radio at 97 Out of the Box Time Morning Show midday and then you go you hear my voice in a lot of markets because i am the voice of the station for a lot of people which is a blessing so
2: i'm definitely glad to have this conversation with you guys you guys were are awesome and i think you really shed some light not just to me but for people that's going to watch this keisha i'm going to take your challenge on try to push myself to do more put myself out there more um and learn how to love myself like little d's been doing
1: (laughs) We'd love to hear from you.
0: Make sure you email your questions or ideas at info@theradiofam.com. At